0: This is David Coulthard. New Year is always a very Scottish time of the year, and I shall be enjoying it myself up in Twynham with my friends and family, so I just wanted to take this opportunity to wish everyone who listens to Gareth Jones on Speed a Happy New Year. Hello, this is me, Jackie Stewart. Uh, I just want to wish everyone who listens to Gareth Jones on Speed a very Happy New Year. Hello,
1: it's me, Rubens Barrichello.
2: Happy Unbunny! That's marvellous!
0: Where's Gareth Jones anyway? In this edition of Gareth Jones on Speed, find out what one-time Ferrari driver Mika Salo has been blasting around in of late, on
3: location with the man himself. Cornering is interesting because I I didn't know how deep I can turn in the corner and they will roll over, but uh, it didn't.
0: Plus, as it's the first show of the year, a bit of speculation on the future joys of watching F1 and the future woes of driving high-tech road cars.
4: What's going to happen, though, if somebody decides to hack into your Toyota Prius? What are they actually going to be able to do? I'm going to really mess him up now. I'm going to make it run electric power for slightly longer and above a threshold of eight miles an hour. Yeah. I'm going to make his driver's seat really hot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Feel the heat yourself by taking part in our great New Year's car quiz, lovingly prepared by Violet Berlin. Also here, and driving the f*** out of the rental car of life, is Sniff Petrol.
4: Things you never hear in motoring, number
0: 3472. Wow, a Ford Focus! This is Gareth Jones on Speed, coming at you with the force of a Trabant. Trabant. Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, I'm the bloke they call Gareth Jones. And I'm Zog. Welcome to what is the seasonal special episode of Gareth Jones on Speed, actually, this, uh, where we're uh, kind of looking back a little bit and looking forward towards this wonderful year of 2006, and it's already started with some tremendous news, hasn't it, Zog?
5: Audi unveiled their new car for next year uh, in motorsport, the R10, which is diesel-powered, and they're going to attempt to be the first manufacturer to win, to take an overall victory at Le Mans in a diesel-powered car. Are you looking forward to that as a prospect, seeing a diesel car racing Well, we have have already
0: seen a diesel car running at Le Mans. The Caterpillar, yeah. Yeah, the Caterpillar, the NASA Max car, wasn't it, I think? It never ran in the race, but we did see it in, it was either in practice or it was in the warm-up, but I remember when we were at Le Mans, we were looking for this car, and we saw it for a while, and then it vanished. Yeah, it didn't um, last very long. Um, and we've talked about this on this very program before. That we believe that um, we're not really just petrol heads. We're we're going quickly heads. Really,
5: yeah, really. yeah. And we're technology heads. We like uh, we like smart solutions. What the... a smart
0: solution it is putting a diesel in the car. Because the uh, Automobile Club West, who organised Le Mans twenty four, are. Actively campaigning for alternative fuel sources and alternative technologies at Le Mans, aren't they? It's yeah. part of their brief.
5: As Le Mans heads will know, one of the uh, one of the prizes that they award every year is the Index of Efficiency,
0: and it's not um,
5: you know a particularly well publicised prize, but it goes to you know the, 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 it, it's a measure of how efficient a car is, and this has been a part of Le Mans history for uh, for years. I, th- I think since the very start, they've had this the uh, The index of efficiency and uh, what a fabulous thing to be celebrating the uh, the efficiency of the vehicle you know and, and and in fact it's it's something that really you know uh, every successful racing car has to be as efficient as possible you know it may burn a lot of fuel, but it burns it as efficiently as it can uh-huh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. my last thought on the Audi itself is I think that car is going to have a decent chance of taking overall victory if not this year next year. Audi would not be doing this if they thought they couldn't do it, if they couldn't make a success of it, and they made it an extraordinary success of the R8. Um, You'd have to say they've got a good chance of doing it again with the R10. Uh, And it was interesting that the the reason that Porsche, when they came back into... Motorsport with the, their new RS Spyder, which they're going to be running in the LMP2 category mm-hmm. in the American and They Mercedes. considered diesel, they, didn't they? They did consider diesel, and the reason they decided not to do a diesel was because Audi already was going to do a mm-hmm. diesel, um, and, uh, and they didn't want to go up against Audi in that, and so they decided to go for the, uh, uh, the smaller category, the LMP2 category, rather than uh, go head-to-head with a diesel Audi in LMP1.
0: Probably... Um a good idea with the benefit of hindsight now that uh, Porsche have gone out and bought shares in Audi's mother company VAG, you know it wouldn't have been too good for them to have been competing in exactly the same category really at all, well, so that, that was fortunate yeah,
5: well, 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 m- maybe that was part of the
0: thinking as well uh, I don't know,
5: who knows ooh. Ooh.
0: but yeah, very exciting uh, we'll be at Le Mans this year, I'm really looking forward to it certainly hope so
6: to be driving silver and white car i go to mclaren
2: na 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 happy New Year.
0: the big news this week mclaren have signed fernando alonso for the 2007 season yeah. not 2006 but 2007
5: yeah yeah, not this
0: season, next year.
5: And Rano made noise about being a bit unhappy about that. And, uh, you'd expect them can't, to be. You'd expect to be unhappy, but mm. uh, but you'd also think that they'd have had a chance to mm. make a deal there, or they'd, they'd have had a chance to stop it happening, because who is Fernando Alonso's manager?
0: But it's Flavio Briatore, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I make for you a decision about Flavio. About my driver.
5: So, so, so you, know, you know, can you imagine, you know, even, if, uh, even if Briatore wasn't directly you know, handling the negotiations with McLaren, surely, you know, Alonso would at least have let him know that he was thinking about leaving or that he was thinking about some kind of change. So you you, you can't imagine that Renault were completely in the dark about that, or
0: who knows? It's a curious one. Uh, There's also the other issue of uh, whose seat is he going to fill at McLaren? Will he replace Juan Pablo Montoya or will he replace Kimi? Do you know my theory? Go on. I think uh, he'll replace Kimi and that Kimi is going to Ferrari.
5: Well, there's, there have been a lot of rumours about uh, about Raikkonen moving to Ferrari um, throughout throughout the year, really. And uh, I don't think he's denied them, has he?
0: No, I don't think there's ever been a denial. No one's ever confirmed anything. But, you know, it's just one of those things you have to wait and see. Hmm. But it, suddenly it's got all very interesting. All the permutations are interesting. Let's think about it. Is it going to be Kimi and Michael, if Kimi does go to Ferrari? Kimi and uh, Luzzi? Or Kimi and, what's your motorcycle rider called, what's his name? Um, Oh, Valentino Rossi. Rossi. Kimi and Rossi. Mm. Could it be Michael and Rossi?
5: All kinds of possibilities.
0: Could it be Massa and Rossi? Could it be Massa and Michael? All those permutations at Ferrari are interesting. Or will it be Montoya? Could it be Montoya that's leaving? You'd think he's a kind of a square peg to fit in the round hole at McLaren. But
5: McLaren have been getting some good performances out of him and he's had some rotten luck he hasn't helped it by you know by making a few mistakes of his own uh, and he's let things slip a little bit he needs to do better this year but if the luck evens out I'd like to see him take on Kimmy w- w- without the disadvantage of uh, of mechanics going against him if you like mechanical sorry not mechanics
0: well with um, the potential for some great drivers going to some Great teams, you know, the next uh, 12 or 18 months looking spectacularly interesting. This is Sniff Petrol.
4: The headlines. (coughs) Jensen Button signs up to do yet more excruciating crazy frog-rivaling video messages for your mobile phone.
0: Hello, this is Jensen Button. You really wouldn't think I needed the money. Uh, Definitely.
4: In the capital. Ken Livingstone decides to make the London Assembly Building more like his growing fleet of bendy buses. Knock down this nine-storey efficient use of space and make it a massive bungalow that gets in everyone's way and then catches fire. Oh, and take out half the seats. Meow. And as Land Rover and Jaguar attract criticism for withdrawing advertising from the gay press in America, Porsche moves quickly to fill their slot.
0: Yeah, we are launching this new model. It's called The Game, and it's so cute.
4: At a car boot sale near Writhing in Agony, General Motors is having a clear-out. Uh anything you like? I uh, don't think so.
0: How about this? MC Hammer's Please Hammer Don't Hurt 'em on cassette. Oh, only £3. Pounds. I'll
4: give it a miss.
0: Well, how about this then? A copy of William Shatner's Tech War with all the adjectives crossed out by Leonard Nimoy. Uh, £15, pounds, it's yours.
4: Um, I'm gonna say no. Um, hang on, what's this? Uh,
0: this? Well, this is uh, a medium sized uh, Swedish car manufacturer. Aging uh, two-car model range In-house research and development facilities uh, Annual production around 120,000 units Illustrious uh, rallying heritage Tenuous connection with uh, aeronautics
4: Now, how much do you want for it?
0: pound fifty. One pound
4: fifty. That's pretty cheap,
0: isn't it? Yeah, well, we spent the last few years completely devaluing it
4: Things you never hear in motoring Two hundred and sixteen. Yeah, when I'm driving my van On the motorway I tend to stick to a steady
2: 65
0: As you know uh, When I'm not doing uh, Gareth Jones on speed I've got a proper job Where I'm a, a pit lane reporter For a motor racing series Which took me out to Dubai recently um, I was uh, at a race there And met Three drivers. I was very, very, very pleased to meet Jean Alesi. Okay. Ah, oh, I,
5: I would, I would love to meet Jean Alesi. He's a big, big hero of mine.
0: Good-looking lad, I have to say. In the flesh, I wanted to kiss him. I know he's Italian and French, so he might have accepted. And it. married. Oh, you see, I could have upset him, yeah. but I wanted to kiss him in a motorsport fan sort of way. I told him that my first car in my collection of one forty-third scale diecast models was was actually uh, of Jean-Luc driving a Ferrari 412t2. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much. So I wanted to tell him that um being a ponta uh, I met Nikki Lauda Oh. who I've not met before, and I was very pleased to interview Nicky Lauder. Uh, hello, Gareth, I want to talk to you whilst my son waves behind me in the car, pulling funny faces, which is what happened. Matthias Lauder was sitting behind Nikki in the car, behind Slightly him Slightly disrespecting interview. the older Lauder. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're allowed to do that if it's a father. It was just great. That was so, it was a wonderful motorsport moment, there. And the third one was a driver who, um, not only I always thought was very cool, because he's Finnish, right, but Violet fancied like mad.
5: Ah, well, those fins are good-looking chaps, aren't they? As a rule, Salo.
0: Ah, I met him not at a racetrack, but down by the harbour, literally in the sea. Then, when he was driving a powerboat. Micasalo, um, what? The last time we met was in '98 in uh, Suzuka when you were driving for Arrows. What are you doing in Dubai today?
3: I'm just on holiday with the family, and uh, there happen to be so many activities here, so it doesn't look like holiday anymore. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just we just held on holiday.
0: So, you were having a bit of fun out on the water there. Explain what you were doing
3: and why. Well, we saw last weekend that there was uh, this class one powerboat race, and uh, the, the guy I know some of the guys. There's some Finnish guys here and some uh, guys from the motor uh, car racing working on the boats. And they asked me if I want to have a go, and uh, now it just happened. So it was it was quite a nice experience.
0: How was it? Tell me about the handling. How does it compare to a car?
3: Well, it's fast. Uh, we did uh, 250 kilometers per hour on uh, water now, and uh, it's as fast as I've done. At uh, speed, you can't feel so much because there's nothing really to hit on the water, it's just wide open space. But uh, cornering is interesting because I, I didn't know how deep I can turn in the corner, and the, the co driver was saying, just, You can just turn it and it doesn't roll over. And I was wear, worried all the time it will roll over, but uh, it didn't. So. so, how
0: much control of the vessel did they give you?
3: I just have a steering wheel, that's it uh, The driver has a st- steering wheel and uh, navi- uh, navigation And then the uh, other guy has a throttles and uh, trim control
0: So that must have felt really strange Going into a corner having no control
3: over the speed It is, yeah It's, uh, it's quite a different experience And uh, I would like to control the throttle as well But I, uh, okay, this is this is the, this spot and it's, it's like that But it it's still, you must have a very good coordination With the driver and uh, throttle man To get the uh, top speed out of it
0: so, do these things turn, or do they understeer massively? What's it like?
3: Oh, it just turns. As soon as you touch the steering wheel, it just turns. Uh, it has a very good grip, and uh, and and I think I think you can turn it any speed, but it will, like I said, it will just roll over then in the end.
0: It's good PR having you drive a... A powerboat like this. I mean, any possibility of you doing something like this in the future for kicks or for you know as a profession?
3: Not really a profession, but I can have a go again. Definitely, it ended up a bit short now because we ran out of fuel. So, so uh, I'd love to have a go another time, and uh, because now I have the idea how it works, and uh, and we'll see what happens. I might, I might even do a race someday. I look forward to seeing that. Now,
0: I was also very pleased to see you up and about because I did read recently that some carbon fiber dust was found in your lungs, and people were concerned about that, and I'm concerned. Tell me,
3: what's the story? No, it was nothing, it was uh, they, uh, I went for operation, which was idea was to fix one uh, all the damage that I had in a accident in the Formula 3000 race in Japan, and uh, it's been bothering me for 15 years, and uh, now, now I had the time this summer to do it, and um, during the operation they found some uh, carbon dust in my lungs, and they took a test piece out of it and sent it to FIA, and uh, for checking and uh, and it turned out to be harmless. Uh, There's carbon dust in my lungs and uh, all the other drivers as well, but uh, it's it's harmless and uh, it's doesn't bother me.
0: It's, that's in a way that's kind of useful. That's a sort of a heads up for motorsport. Something that we're completely unaware of. Are they going to try and change policy at all as a result of this discovery? Do you know?
3: Yeah, I know that the uh, FIA doctors are working on it and uh, trying to. Of course, it's it's never healthy to have something extra inside you, but. Uh, uh, it comes from the brakes or fuel or something. It's difficult to control. Of course, they can control the materials what is used in the brakes and uh, or, or, or protect the breathing somehow. It's, it's not only drivers, it's everybody who was in, in uh, paddock and, and especially the old mechanics when there was the tyre changes. Those, those guys probably have a lot of it inside of them but it's like I said, it's harmless so it's uh, not, nothing to worry about.
0: I always believe that motor racing is really healthy internationally like any sport, it brings cultures to people. I've learnt the Finnish national anthem and I'm a Welshman yeah. as a result of <laughs> motorsport. What's motorsport done for you, Mika? No. Apart from giving you a lung full of carbon fiber.
3: Yeah, no, it's been my life for all my life, basically. So it's I've been racing since I was five, and I'm, I'm nearly 40 now, so 35 years it's been my life, and uh, it's been really good fun. I have a lot of friends from, from racing. Uh, everything what I've done is been with the racing, so I haven't done anything else. I haven't done an honest job in my life. I've been just racing always, so I have no regrets, and uh, it's been really good fun.
0: But perhaps a bit of powerboat racing in the future, maybe.
3: Yeah, but it's still motor racing.
0: Mika, it's great to talk to you again. Thank Thank you very much. I know you're on holiday and I appreciate you finding the time to talk to me. Thank you.
3: Yeah, it's no problem. Thank you.
4: In a report from overseas, Sniff Petrol meets top British designer Mike Papp as he shows us around his new offices at Subaru's design centre in Japan.
5: Uh, Yeah, this is one of our CAD CAM units. It runs industry-standard software. Uh, Basically, it allows us to model entire cars in a completely virtual environment. Um, And then we can transfer it to our studio here. And here we have one of our full-scale milling machines. Obviously, this allows us uh, much faster creation of styling models, um, and that's enormously useful with the shorter lead times of modern car development. And here we have possibly the most important uh, car design tool that we use here at Subaru. Um, What is this? It's called the Ugly Stick.
4: Meanwhile, in France... oh, We are delighted uh, with Fernando Alonso winning the F1 World Championship for us uh, here at Renault... Obviously, we're hoping also for equally good things uh, in the 2006 season and for many, many seasons to come. Uh, one moment, please. Uh, Hello? Uh, Fernando, I was uh, just talking about you. What? You're leaving? 2007? McLaren? What? No, I don't want to talk to you no more. This is as outrageous as my accent. It cannot do this to me. Wait, uh, I will check his contract. Your it is, uh, let me read it. Uh, uh, it says mild 7 at the top. What is this small print? Tar 5 milligrams, nicotine point 0.4 milligrams, carbon monoxide 6 milligrams. W- why is this all written on this small worthless rectangular box? This contract might as well have been written on a fag packet. Oh no. It is... merd. Things you never hear in motoring. Number 98. Minicab,
1: madam.
6: Yeah, do you know Loughton Road in Flinsbury?
1: Why, yes. I know exactly where that is. I will take you there by the cheapest route.
0: This is Gareth Jones on Speed, the seasonal special, and I'm pleased to say joining Zog and me in my living room at the moment is my fantastic girlfriend and Richard Porter from the Sniff Festival. Round of applause, guys. Welcome in. You're too kind. Oh. Thank you. Now, Richard, you've joined because Violet's got some evil, wicked plan. Did you know that?
4: Um, is this one about doing the post office over? Because I... That <laughs> one. Oh, well, no, no. Oh, well, the other one. The other. Yeah, sorry, no.
0: sorry. No. We mustn't broadcast that stuff. I keep telling you. What is your plan, Violet. <laughs>
6: Well, I thought as it was a new year and everything, it would be a good opportunity to lay some car myths to rest. You know, there are lots of uh, myths and misconceptions about cars and uh, things that people think are false, which are actually true. Oh, uh, right. And fingers on buzzers. Uh, I want you to tell me if, if each statement is true or false, but then you need to go and qualify it. OK, right. Number one. Putting sugar in the gas tank will ruin a vehicle's engine. True or false?
2: Jones, Wales.
0: Uh, true, because uh, the temperatures involved, my guess is that the fuel, uh, if it does actually make it through the injectors, if it's an injector, if it will make it through, it will, it will line the inside of the cylinder with... Um, Treacle, effectively, or toffee. That's my guess. But I do know someone who did do that <laughs> well, I th- this is I think I might
5: gum up the carburettors, actually, or, or your injectors. That's, I, that's what well, I'm thinking.
0: Well, I was going to say
4: false. Uh, firstly, because I think it would run, make the engine run more sweetly. Oh! <laughs> and uh, secondly, uh, I suspect that if you don't run the tank dry, maybe it will sink to the bottom because it won't dissolve.
6: That's yes. absolutely correct. Oh. Oh. And, yeah, and yeah. that is the key point that uh-huh. sugar does not dissolve in gasoline. Uh, and the classic my myth gosh. is that the uh, the sucrosed engine seizes and halts the vehicle in its tracks because it actually effectively is some kind of liquid cement because yeah. it's it's yeah, yeah. dissolved in the in the petrol. Mm. But actually it's just a bit like having lots of sand in your engine and it it can do harm to your engine but not the kind of Deadly in the Stop quantities in you'd need, yeah. Yeah, 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 and it won't completely ruin your engine. Fascinating,
0: yeah, very good. That's yeah. a Two good one Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that.
6: Okay, next one. So, is this fact or fiction? Mrs. James Brown once tried to beat traffic charges by claiming she was entitled to diplomatic immunity for being married to the ambassador of Seoul.
2: <laughs> Sniff petrol.
4: I think that's true, but I'm going to say false because he's the Godfather of Seoul. That's right. Yeah. Which is a different thing altogether. Um, he just went to Seoul's christening and stood at the front and said, Will yeah, <laughs> yeah, really you big up Seoul. Not the ambassador of Seoul. Well,
6: actually, it? he was called by uh, the US president at the time, I think, the ambassador of Seoul. And in fact, um, because of that, she did claim diplomatic immunity.
5: <laughs> did she get, did get she away beat with, the the Did That's she what get away with it? What do you think? No.
6: no. That's I, absolutely correct. And why?
5: Because she was obviously guilty.
6: <laughs> well, actually, it was it was bit that, but also because he was in the US at the time, so you don't get a diplomatic immunity
1: <laughs> when you're in the same
6: country that you're you know, Very making the crime. So there you go. Beautiful. So, next one. The Chevy Nova sold poorly in Mexico.
5: Zog, London. I believe that is true um, because the Nova in Spanish means doesn't go. Nova. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nova.
4: Go. It's the same reason why the Vauxhall Nova from the 1980s was called uh, the Vauxhall Nova here, but the Opel Corsa in Europe, because of yeah, Spain being that. in mainland Europe, apparently.
6: Well, I'm afraid, gentlemen, that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: Actually, I think uh, the, the main reason it sold poorly was because it was rubbish. <laughs> well,
6: actually, the first thing I have to say is that it didn't sell poorly in Spanish territories. It, it says on the, okay, on the Chevy Nova site. Admittedly. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh,
2: so, so
5: a very well reliable sorted. source of information in yeah, in relation to for sales. all your Obama. impartial thoughts about but the Chevy <laughs> no, On the upside, though, I, I think this has a lot for the, the spirit of toleration and, and positive <laughs> well-being and, and goodwill to all men that the Spanish-speaking people are, are giving to the world by 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 not being prejudiced against a car called the Nova. It's probably time,
4: there's that well-known story about the Mitsubishi Shogun, which is called the Shogun in the UK and in Spain. The rest of the world is called the Mitsubishi Pajero. But unfortunately, Uh, in Spanish, um, it means uh, a gentleman's act of (laughs) (laughs) self-delight.
5: Clapping himself on the back, that would
4: be. (laughs) Writing well done on a post-it note and sticking it to
6: something. The phrase Nova which literally does mean doesn't go, um, is it, it isn't quite the right kind of translation. It would be the equivalent of, if we were trying to sell a dining room set in this country to call it the, the notable, you know, no table. Right. You know, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> okay. you, someone in a translation yeah. might say, oh, it means no table, How who's going to buy a dining room set with no yeah. table? But it... You know, we wouldn't say doesn't go anyway. We'd say doesn't run. But the, the, the equivalent in Spanish would be a different word. Doesn't go doesn't necessarily mean doesn't go to them.
5: So they did probably lose out on a handful of sales to really, really weird people who would be the equivalent of really, really weird people in England who would <laughs> see the uh, the notable furniture raising. Well, there's, <laughs> there's obviously no table. I'm not going to consider it. <laughs> uh, But furthermore, to cement my point, um,
6: it, say, for example, in Mexico the the most famous mexican um, gasoline is also called nova and that sells really well so obviously yeah. and you could stick no it in your nova so for all those reasons you're wrong using a mobile phone at a petrol station will cause a fire
5: zog london it's false it also won't cause a problem in hospitals if you use your mobile phone in the waiting room even though there are all the signs that says it does yeah it's false. So I,
4: that's interesting. Why, why the hospital thing, then?
5: seems to me it's... Uh... It's not a bad idea that everybody should turn their phones off just because it sort of makes you know, hospitals. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying, yeah. And, it, and it makes it generally makes everything a slightly more maybe relaxing it's the staff. thing. Yeah. Why no, they... I
4: can't talk. I'm just doing an animo. I'll just, I'll do <laughs> <laughs> no,
5: I, 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 I don't know what the reason is. I I, I don't know why they're uh, why they're telling us to turn them off the, when the, they should not the
4: phones the, on petrol station 4 course though is sort of based on a very very theoretical risk, isn't it? That doesn't really RF is yeah. uh, some sort of enough. Uh, Possibly, or,
5: yeah. or maybe when they first came in, you know, they, yeah. they on a precaution. Uh, principle thought don't oh. take off that new pullover
4: I got uh, told off for tap dancing on the petrol station forecourt once that's very dangerous, they should put up more signs but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Forsyth gets someone else to fill up his car. let's
0: see, have a look at the old forecourt <laughs> <laughs> what do points make?
2: wine glasses <laughs>
6: as the drink Red Bull has been banned in countries around the world the newly named Red Bull team will not be allowed to be named in those countries either, which is why it's being called Squadro Toro Rosso.
2: Jones, Wales. False. Uh,
0: it is true. Red Bull has been banned in a number of countries around the world for various reasons, uh, not just the caffeine levels in it, but I think the other stuff. Torin. Uh, uh, yes, thank you. The 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 reason why they called the team Squadra or Scuderia Toro Rosso, was to reflect the Italian heritage of the team that they bought, and not to use the term Red Bull Juniors, which would have been a bit demeaning for any drivers in that team. Mm. So, um, so and they're not the bound.
4: Yeah, because... Although in many countries it's illegal to advertise cigarettes, I don't think it's illegal to advertise Red Bull as such. It's just illegal to sell it in those countries.
6: Correct. And do you know which countries it's France. France yeah. Is one of them. yeah. France is yeah. one of the main ones. Malaysia is another. So yes, you're right. Um, except that it is mainly the caffeine is the reason why it's banned. All the other substances haven't got enough scientific evidence. I like the
4: way that the French have banned a drink that's got a lot of caffeine in it. They yeah. serve coffee that makes your eyes bleed. Do brilliant.
6: you know how much caffeine it's got in it? 14 oh.
0: times a glass of an espresso. A uh, cup of what espresso. is it? It's the same
6: as a cup of coffee. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Using cruise control on wet roads or during heavy rain can cause you to lose control of your vehicle.
4: <phone> Sniff <rings> petrol. I'm going to say that with a due sense of trepidation... There may be something in that because when you aquaplane, you should lift off the power and obviously a cruise control will just keep the power on constantly. So there may be a small risk oh. there, but
5: I don't know. I'm that that sure. makes sense. That sounds obviously, good. Obviously,
4: I mean, if you do, it depends on the road as well. A wet road that also happens to be um, the uh, Grossglockner Pass in the Alps or something, then you really shouldn't be using cruise control anyway. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> hey, It's more fun to
5: drive anyway. You know, More fun to do it yourself.
6: Uh, that's pretty much what it says here. Yeah. Yay, Richard! And finally, ending on a modern one, new cars like, say, the Prius, which are sort of ultra-computerised and use Bluetooth, are at risk from infection from mobile phone viruses.
2: Jones,
0: Wales. Yes, I hosted a seminar at the Science Museum just a couple of months ago about security, computer security, and the biggest area for growth in uh, viruses at the moment, is via your mobile phone. But they weren't really talking about Bluetooth. They were talking about receiving it via any method, whether it was text message or Mm. media message. I think I've had one of those. I had a very weird text message. And I also noticed that a British company in the last week advertised the fact, or released the idea, that they're looking into installing a Bluetooth-based piece of software in cars, which would only open the doors to the registered owner so yeah. it recognised me yeah. as I walked up they were a British company oh it's Gareth I'll open the doors. So and it only open it to me therefore um, if someone had a chip my card in their phone yeah. uh, they could hack in if, if they could duplicate my phone well, so I say yes
4: what's going to happen though if somebody decides to hack into your Toyota Prius, what are they actually going to be able to do? I'm going to really mess him up now, I'm going to make it run on electric power for slightly longer and above a threshold of 8 miles an hour and I'm going to retune the radio so it's all magic FM. I mean really now how much scope have you got? It's just serious. going to be for pranks, it's oh, going to no. annoy people yeah. I'm going to make his driver's seat really hot <laughs> 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 It's,
5: bizarre.
4: Yeah. it's going to make your life
5: hell in really
4: petty ways Oh no, they've converted my speedometer so it reads in light years, well, well, that's
0: inconvenient. convenient I just, I that. oh the LCD readout on the dash which used to say when the which part of the hybrid system is working now it just says the word bomb <laughs>
4: do you know what because that's the thing when people do that I, I, I'm ashamed to say I've done it where you get a mate's mobile phone and you, you convert it so the language the default language is Polish that's what people will do so you'll just get in and you'll be like right okay I'm going to see how many miles I'm doing on the trip computer uh, I seem to be doing 17 hectares to a liter of kerosene <laughs> Why have you converted it to the Czech standard of measurement? That's <laughs> <laughs> so well, a very answer? complete answer. Was well,
5: it right?
6: No, I think everything you all said was completely correct. There was no true or false. <laughs> you
0: can say everything you all said <laughs> was complete <laughs>
2: rubbish. Yeah. Okay.
0: Violet Berlin, thank you very much indeed, everyone, for our quiz.
2: Yay. Do
6: you want to hear who the winner was?
0: Yeah, who won? The
6: listeners were the winners. Yay. <laughs>
0: the Left to give. <laughs> let's, let's, let's propose a, a toast to the listeners. A toast to the listeners. <laughs> raise your glasses. Raise your glasses to the uh, regular listeners and subscribers of Gareth yeah. Jones on Speed. Hooray. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy
2: New Year. Now, for the first time on DVD, Nigel Mansell live at the Apollo.
1: Hello, London, I'm really pleased to be. Not much to make it down tonight. Traffic on the m due to the system.
2: Finally, you can own an exclusive recording of Britain's favourite F1 champion during his sellout stand-up comedy tour of 1998.
1: I'm not saying my wife's fat, uh, because obviously she isn't, uh, yeah. uh, She's worked very hard throughout the season. I'm delighted with her performance. in all areas. You know, obviously, she's done uh, you know, a fantastic job.
2: It's the mustachioed West Midlands racing driver, as you've never seen him before.
1: Three blocks go into the pool. First bloker was invited to meet him in the barn and says, Nothing too bear and stand up. Obviously, we all did a very fantastic job. We uh, really couldn't complain about the performance throughout the weekend. Uh, delighted the way things did. Uh,
2: Nigel Mansell. Live at the Apollo. Out now.
1: So, Mrs. Nunn goes into a sex shop. She was asking for directions to St. Mary's Church. Plug beyond behind the counter says, Mr. Trevick, you're Obviously, he did a great job, you know, and, like, and uh, the bloke's a thing really well for the team.
2: absolutely delighted. Mm-hmm. Nigel Mansell, live the Apollo, out now on DVD. Things you never
4: hear in motoring. Number 7B. So, uh how much will you give us for this three-year-old Fiat Stilo?
0: Oh, well, easily what well, you paid for it, brand new. <laughs>
4: As aftermarket satnav maker Bongo announces plans to introduce new, more realistic navigation voice instructions, Sniff Petrol brings you an exclusive preview of what to expect.
2: Slow down. You are driving too fast. I warned you this was a dead end, but you always know better. Haven't we been here before? Why don't we just stop and ask for directions? You were looking at that woman in that BMW. Yes, you were.
4: Just time for some late news. Fernando Alonso leaving Renault means Flavio Briatore completes the set by shafting himself. A group of dyslexic British car industry entrepreneurs announces plans to bring back Dennis Healy. And after that bizarre video message collection, Honda Racing's lead driver continues his run of odd decisions as Squelch Video announces Dance Yourself Down a Dress Size with Jensen Button.
0: That's it. You've been listening to the seasonal special, uh, Gareth Jones on Speed. I was Gareth Jones. Next week, or rather I should say on this occasion, next year, I'm going to be the new Doctor Who. Richard Porter, who are you going to be? Um next year I'm going to be
4: um eighteen stone heavier. I am gonna make a resolution to join a gym and then accidentally join a cake
0: shop. <laughs> Quite <laughs> possible. Um Violet Berlin, uh who are you going to be next year?
6: I'm going to be the miraculous congregation of the meme.
0: The miraculous <laughs> congregation of the meme. Well, we haven't seen them for a while. It would be nice to have them back. And uh, Zog, who are you going to be? I'm going to be Hedy Lamar.
5: Okay, uh, Hollywood <laughs> actress, beauty, and inventor of uh, frequency multiplexing.
0: Oh, that's right, yes. Yeah. Well, as we which, know.
6: Which then went on to be used for. In mobile, mobile phones. Yes, uh, yeah. Which yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, shouldn't be used on petrol station forecourts.
0: Smart girl. And the idea came from a player piano. So, talking of which, <laughs> here is. That's absolutely oh, true. What a link. <laughs> Talking which, um, uh, we easily finish on a piece of music. Uh, the, this time, we're going to finish on the Chinese National Anthem. And I'm sorry, but I don't know what it's called. But the reason that we're going to play this is that uh, China scored their first ever points In a1 Grand Prix at the (laughs) Dubai, well done, China. Uh, Tang Yi Zhang came in uh, fifth and scored six points, and it was uh, it was kind of an important moment for the series. But genuinely believe this, it's an important moment. The Chinese are here, and now that they've started scoring points, they're just going to continue. That's my theory. Across all Formulae, we will see them. So uh, that's my tip for the future in 2006 and 2007. Happy New Year, everyone! Uh, Thanks to Violet Berle Happy New Year. Richard Porter, Happy New Year. And we'll leave you with. With the Chinese national anthem. Happy New Year!
4: Jensen Button is at a seance.
6: Is anybody there? The glass is moving. It's moving towards. Yes! It's moving back towards. No! It's moving back to. Yes! Now it's moving towards. Definitely. That's not even an option. Have you been writing on my Ouija board?
0: Uh, Sorry, uh, definitely.
6: Have you got a question for the board? Uh,
0: Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, Should I have done that series of completely advised video messages?
6: Definitely not.
0: Gareth Jones on Speed was a slightly late production.